0: Hey everyone, I'm Megan Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome to the show that is all about uncovering the awesome in the everyday. Each week, my co hosts and I give our favorite tips, share our best stories, and confide our true confessions as we invite you to join us in the pursuit of awesome. This is episode 84 of Sorta Awesome, and we're brought to you this week by Prep Dish. If the five o'clock dinner freakout is a regular occurrence in your kitchen, you have got to check out Prep Dish. It's a meal planning system set up so that you shop once, prep once and then enjoy peace and happiness at five o'clock instead of stress and chaos. I'll be sharing more with you about PrepDish later in today's episode. Well, welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm joined this week by my dear friend, our favorite Hollywood housewife and the host of the Smartest Person in the Room podcast, Laura Tremaine. This week, we are telling you all about our favorite follows from all over the internet. Now, we fully realize that this is kind of funny timing because just last week on Sorta Awesome, Kelly and I were challenging you to consider how tech is taking over your life. But we know that social media isn't going anywhere and nobody on this Sorta Awesome team is anti-technology. So we figured if you're going to follow people online, You might as well follow some of the most interesting, thought-provoking, and funny people to be found. And we're going to be sharing all of those later in today's episode. But first, let's start the show the way we always do, Laura, with our Awesomes of the Week. What do you have for us this week? Hello, Awesomes, and Happy New Year to you.
1: I hate kind of that I'm contributing to this, let's be on our phones a little bit more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know we have both felt a little conflicted about the timing on this one.
1: (laughs) And I'm even doing it with my Awesome of the Week as well, because listen, we always have our phones in our hand, even when we're trying not to. We so often do. So my Awesome of the Week is a digital journal app called the Day One app. It's dayoneapp.com. It's $4.99. It was one of the app store's best of 2016. And basically, it's a journal that lets you add photos and text like a normal journal entry. But it's more personal. Like, it's not like digital scrapbooking. It's definitely more journal-minded, which I like. It would be really good for someone who wants to journal, (laughs) but they're not really sure how to do it, which I come across a lot. Or they're not really sure what format to use because the day one app is very easy and it's very pretty. Mm -hmm. Like it looks so nice. Right. Which I think is important. It's also really good for someone like me who keeps a regular journal. I am a journaler. I have a personal um, journal that I've kept, you know, since the eighth grade that I write my deep
0: feelings in. (laughs) Of course you do.
1: But I kind of struggle with where to document things like the cute stuff my kids say. Um, I used to do that a little bit more on social media, like Instagram when my kids were babies, or Facebook, or of course, my blog. (laughs) Rest in peace, my blog. (laughs) Used to be the place where I would tell like family stories. Well, as my kids have gotten older, um, I still post photos of my children But it's less. And I definitely am not like sharing details about the kids so much. Right. But I have a lot of stuff that I do want to keep, like the cute things they say or, um, you know, just a million little things, family things. And I like this because, again, it looks pretty. And I kind of treat it like... I don't know, like my personal, like a private Instagram or something, because I I do a picture every time. And on each journal entry, you can add multiple pictures and then like write the text of what your day was like or what the kids said or something you always want to remember, like that kind of thing. I am not doing like the private journal-y thing that I do with my personal journal. Although, of course, you could do that here. You could use it however you want. But what I like about it is because it's in my hand on my phone which is with me all the time, I can just snap it. It's the type of
0: thing I want to keep, but I don't want to share. I love that so much, Laura, because I think you and I both have gone through that change of, you know, we were online when our children were little babies and into the toddler stage, and now they're growing into themselves as human beings. And we have struggled with how much do you share public, especially when they're in that still in that young stage, but so they can't like fully understand like, yeah, it's okay, mom, I'm fine if you post this on Instagram or whatever, um, being able to keep some things Private, but at the same time, capturing it in the digital format that you use the most. I am super excited. I did not know this was going to be your awesome of the week, and I am super excited to check this one out.
1: It's a really cute way to um, capture certain things that you might not get otherwise. Again, if you're not a scrapbooker, that's never going to be your thing. And I don't keep a scrapbook a traditional scrapbook. I do project life for certain things that I want to keep, like ticket stubs and like 3D things. And then I do photo books mm. um, for our travels and things like that. But I there's kind of a gap in there of like almost like scrapbooky type of stuff. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like this week, my son and his little friend at preschool, they wore matching outfits to school on purpose. And um, the friend's mom sent me... A photo of this. I didn't want to post it because I don't really post pictures of other people's kids. Right. And um, I, you know, I, that's the kind of thing of like, oh, what, what do I really do with this? So I did it. I've been doing this day one since the beginning of the year. So I'm, you know, only a couple of weeks in. But like, I can put a little picture there, and then I wrote kind of. I ended up surprisingly writing a couple of paragraphs about our friendship with this family. Um, through our kids, we become good friends with them, and like, where else would you? maybe put those thoughts. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, I absolutely do.
1: I really liked, once I started typing, I really liked documenting that. You know, maybe we'll be friends with this family for the rest of our lives. Maybe we won't. And this will just be like a moment in time. But I just really, I just really like that. It's sort of filling a documenting gap for me.
0: Yes, Yes, I totally get it. I really, truly am. This is not fake excitement, you guys. I really am excited about checking this one out. I have been looking for something just like this. So yay. So glad that was your awesome of the week. I can't wait to look it up. Well, my awesome of the week to start off the new year strong is a book, a book that I just finished a couple of days ago. And listen, I am not the only person who thinks this particular book is awesome. It currently sits at the top of the New York Times bestseller list for young adult fiction. The name of the book is The Sun is Also a Star. And it's by Nicola Yoon. I believe it was one of the selections in December for for Book of the Month Club. Is that right, Laura? Yes, it was. I remember seeing it. It has a really good cover. It has a great cover. I had not read anything by Nicola Yoon before. Her uh, debut novel is called Everything, Everything, which was also big in the world of YA. So I got the heads up on this book from our friend Kara, our friend Dr. Kara Pence, who has been on Sort of Awesome a couple of times. Laura and I know her from way back from our hometown. Well, Kara and I read um, books occasionally together. We have our own little Voxer, (laughs) very teeny tiny micro book club. It's just me and Kara. Can you
1: call it? Can you like rightfully (laughs) call
0: that a club? We do. So (laughs) it's just the two of us. And so sometimes when we have a lull in our reading schedules, we'll send each other suggestions. So she gave me the heads up on The Sun is Also a Star. She said, I think you'll really like it. So I read it and I loved it. To give you a brief overview about just what's going on with the plot, it's the story of one day in the life of Daniel and Natasha. Daniel and Natasha are two New York City teens who happen to meet and happen to fall in love, all by chance on the very last day that Natasha's family is living in New York City. Her family, are, they are undocumented immigrants, and they're being deported at the end of the day. And so through a series of completely chance and random events, these two meet and fall madly in love. And then it, you see how the story plays out throughout the day. It's so interesting narratively to me because what Nicola Yoon does with telling the story is the bulk of the story bounces back and forth. The narrative bounces back and forth in the first person between Daniel and Natasha. So you have their perceptions of each other, their, um, you know, their inner thoughts about what's going on as the story unfolds. But so interestingly, what she does as well throughout the story, is she inserts these chapters that are little side stories of the people that Daniel and Natasha come in contact with, even certain members of their family, gives a little side story. Um, Sometimes it's um, the narrative of a person that they just happened to bump into on the street, or sometimes there's a couple of insights that come about Natasha's father. She has a very tense relationship with her father. So you see that play out. Those are written in the third person. So it's a little bit more um, like you're just kind of documenting different people's stories as you go through. Um, she also puts in these really interesting snippets of cultural history, for example. Daniel, who Natasha falls in love with, um, is Korean American and his parents own a hair care and hair products shop for black women in New York City. And so Nicola Yoon goes in and gives like a cup, like a chapter, a short chapter that's just a snippet about why most hair product shops for black women are actually owned by Koreans. So like, you'd feel like you're like learning these little things along the way. Natasha's really, really super into science. So there's a lot of little interesting science snippets in there. It's just really well done as a book. It's a super fast read. I loved the characters of Daniel and Natasha. Uh, The first thing that I, that I voxed to Kara after I finished the book was that I was convinced that Daniel is an ENFP like me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, Laura. I often type people in my mind (laughs) while I'm reading. (laughs) You are such a nerd. I know you're like, that's not how books work. (laughs) But he is this like romantic poet type. His parents want him to be a doctor and he wants to be a poet. He believes that everything in life has meaning that, you know, that there's such thing as fate and that things are meant to be. Natasha, like I said, she's super into science. So she's the skeptic. She's the cynic. And it's just, I don't know. It's a darling little story. It's got some really interesting insights too, onto the immigrant experience in this country. Because again, Natasha's family is undocumented. Daniel's family, they, his parents immigrated from South Korea and, um, were, you know, came into the country and did all of the, the stuff to become citizens. And so you see that tension kind of play out throughout their story. In fact, it's a love story. But it's also has so much about the immigrant experience that I'm counting it as number five on Book Riot's Read Harder challenge list. The number five challenge is to read a book by an immigrant or with a central immigration narrative. So I'm totally counting this for the Read Harder challenge as well. Highly, highly recommend, especially if you enjoy those YA reads the way I do. So, well... Like I said at the top of the show today, we are going to be sharing with you some of our favorite follows from three of the major social media platforms. We're going to talk Twitter, we're going to talk Facebook, and then we're going to talk about Instagram. Laura, I asked you to share with the awesomes some of your favorite follows on Twitter. You have been on Twitter, you've been active on Twitter consistently for years now, I personally totally trust your taste when it comes to people to follow on Twitter. So I would love to hear who you're going to recommend to us that we check out on Twitter today.
1: Well, as I have expressed a hundred times on this show, I'm a big believer in Twitter. Um, I really do think that it is probably the most influential platform right now, as we can see had a big stake in our presidential election. So that's the obvious example. But I really do think it's driving news and um, kind of mass opinion. So I like to follow a lot of things on Twitter that's sort of news-related or at least aggregate, you know, news-aggregate types of things. I follow Business Insider, Slate, Vanity Fair, Mashable, all of those. Twitter is pretty much where I get all of my headlines from celebrity culture to international news. There's so much there. So I, d- I do follow the big sites for that. But then I also have some really fun and interesting follows that I'm going to share with the awesomes that I think that they would really like. The first one might be a surprise. Okay. I really love following Russell Simmons, the hip hop mogul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tweets as Uncle Rush so U-N-C-L-E, Rush, Um, he is very into like meditation and and different kinds of like Buddhist thought. And he tweets out the most inspirational things. I really love what he tweets. And it's so surprising because, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a fan of his like before this, Um, but he really has some just great, like kind of feel good, thought provoking things that he tweets. You just mentioned Book Riot, Now, Book Riot is, um, you know, a site, so it's not a person. But I really like what Book Riot tweets, their, you know, book, R-I-O-T, Riot. And they are tweeting a lot of literary headlines, not just the stuff on their site. So, like, they're tweeting about bestsellers and, you know, anything in the literary world. And I, I love kind of what they're doing. They're also good on Facebook. A big one and an important one for me that has really opened my worldview because I started following him several years ago is Sean King.
0: Sean King, Mm
1: -hmm. he's the senior justice writer at the New York Daily News. Um, You spell Sean, S-H-A-U-N, King. He, I, I don't agree with every single thing he tweets, But his articles and the points that he makes and the type of things he retweets has really been instrumental for me as um, a lot of race conversations are happening in America. When I went to sort of seek out some different voices to follow several years ago, he was one of the first that I followed. And I have to say, he's definitely been one of the most influential. He is very thought provoking. Um, And, you know. Years ago, this is a tangent, but I'm going to take it. Years ago, I wrote a very popular post on my blog that has been shared and pinned a bunch of times. It was called Don't Tell Me How to Use Facebook. And it came out of a criticism I got from an acquaintance who thought that I only had people in my Facebook feed that believed in the same things I do politically and religiously and whatnot. Now, actually, her criticism wasn't even valid. My Facebook feed between growing up in Oklahoma and living in California and the entertainment industry friends. And my Facebook feed actually is kind of diverse. But my argument in that blog post was like, you don't get to tell me right, <laughs> how to use Facebook. Like, if I want to only open up Facebook and, it, and not be angered by someone else's opposing views, or I just want to look at pictures of puppies, then like, that is great. Do mm-hmm. you? Like... Everybody can do Facebook the way they want to do it. And I stand by that. I truly believe that, especially because I have experienced and witnessed that a person's social media intake can really affect their soul. And if opening up Facebook is not where you want to have all of your big, deep thoughts, then that yeah. is totally fine. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree with that 100%. Totally. But for me, I I feel differently about Twitter. Um, to me, Twitter is a place for me to get all kinds of opposing viewpoints, and I don't feel attached to them. The difference is with Facebook; it's a lot of it's mostly the way I use Facebook. People I know. So if someone posts something very inflammatory or very against what I believe, and I know them in real life, it affects that relationship. It makes me very angry. On Twitter. If I see a person who posts something absolutely outrageous or completely not in line with my values, I'm not, like, personally offended by it. I don't know them usually. Right. Um, And Twitter moves so fast, you can just keep going. Like, you know, maybe you would really unfollow if they were being a way that you absolutely disagreed with. But I follow a lot of people that I, maybe I do or don't agree with, but it has definitely been... I think the only social media platform I would say that has actually broadened my worldview truly. Yes. Um, and so that's why ha- following a variety of voices on Twitter is one of the best ways social media wise to kind of like expand your thought.
0: You know, I asked you to cover the Twitter section because you have a, like I said, you have a ton of people that you have followed for a long time, and I I trust your taste there. But everything that you're saying, I'm like nodding along vigorously. I am the, I have the exact same feelings about Twitter. I have really tried, and when we did the social media episode, I think I said this, but I want to reiterate that Twitter is such a great place to listen to. And interact with and experience the voices that are completely outside of your safety zone of your usual, you know, like your little circle of comfort. And I so I'm just completely agreeing as you as you say all of this that Twitter is a wonderful place to do that to really let yourself be challenged and, and maybe see some things that are going to make you angry. But at the same time, they'll make you think.
1: And it doesn't have to be all heavy. I feel like whenever I talk about Twitter, I'm talking about like big world things. But I follow like a lot of celebrities on Twitter. <laughs> yep. I, I follow a lot of silly things on Twitter too. So it's it's not all like rally cries all the time. <laughs> um, one of my favorite funny follows on Twitter is Chrissy Teigen. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. I love her. She's so funny. She, of course, is the model and actress who's married to John Legend. Um, she is hilarious on yes. Twitter. Uh, probably hilarious in real life, obviously. But, like, she's so funny. Um, I, I can't even even explain what's so funny about her. She just is. She's uh, Chrissy, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y, Tegan, T-E-I-G-E-N. And, and I, she's just a fun celebrity follow. I actually didn't know much about her at all, was not a fan or anything until – and sell Twitter. I really like her. And another fun follow is Amy Kaufman. She's a celebrity writer for the LA Times here. Her handle is Amy K in LA. And she just tweets fun. It's not all fluffy, though. She tweets Los Angeles stuff, celebrity stuff. The other night she was at the Golden Globes. She was actually there and she was tweeting hilarious things there. Um... there's just there's she's really fun and lastly the author rainbow rowl is great
0: on twitter i love following her on twitter she's probably one of my very like top of the list favorite twitter follows yeah
1: she's great and she's a good mix of like heavy she will like wade into some political talk but then she also gets kind of silly and
0: whatever she's a really fun follow i think yep yes definitely agree with that one I am so loving this list, definitely going to have a few that I am going to add to my own Twitter follows. So I thought I would talk about Facebook. I am, I don't know, for better or worse, like Facebook is the land that I live in in social media. So I thought I would pick a few of my favorite people and accounts to follow on Facebook. Some of these you maybe have heard of, some of them maybe not. But at the top of my list, and Laura, I think that you will co-sign on this one, is brain pickings. Mm, Yes, totally. We've talked about brain pickings a few times, I feel like on the show before. But in case you're not familiar with it, it is a blog uh, centrally by uh, that's done by Maria Popova. And she just writes all kinds of fascinating essays about why things are the way they are. She often spotlights interesting authors, artists, Culture makers, all kinds of fascinating people, some you maybe have heard of, some you have never heard of. I feel like every time I read something on brain pickings, I genuinely feel like I am so much smarter because I read that essay.
1: (laughs) Her big um, strength to me is that she will pair something that's going on right now, like either a popular book or something that's happening politically or something that's trendy. Um, In health or something. And then she will pair it back with something like hundreds of years old. Yes. (laughs) And be like, this idea originates from here. Or this was written about first here. And I think it's, to me, it's so interesting to connect these dots through time. And she's so good at
0: that. She's so good at it. She's brilliant. And so anyway, Brain Pickings has – she has an account on Facebook. And I almost – sometimes I feel like I use Facebook, my Facebook feed, as a feed reader, since we don't really have Google Reader or anything like that anymore. And Mm so – when I see brain pickings come up in my Facebook feed, it reminds me, oh, I, you know, I'm going to go over and check out that essay. And so I really love following, uh, following what she is writing about and what she's doing on Facebook. It's such a good one. Also in the sort of educational, I'm going to learn something category. I really love the Facebook account for A Mighty Girl. Yes. yeah, A Mighty Girl is an organization that is all about empowering girls to just be unencumbered by societal expectations and culture to really um, push themselves to be smart and to go after their dreams and be athletic and do all of the things. And so what A Mighty Girl really is so great at is book recommendations for topics that come up as you are parenting girls or if you just, you know, if you are mentoring a girl who's in your life. Um, a Mighty Girl does a fantastic job of compiling lists of all kinds of children's literature that do a great job of speaking to certain topics. So I love that one. I have followed them for years and I have learned so many things and gotten so many great book, recommend- book recommendations from A Mighty Girl through the years. Another one in the like kind of learning things category also would be better geared for parents is parenting.com which is the uh, blog essentially in the Facebook account for Dr. Laura Markham. She is a fantastic parenting guru. I love the things that she has to say about everything from when your toddler won't stop biting people to like my teen won't come out of his room and just like all of the things in between. Her advice is gentle, but at the same time, very um, empowering as a parent to feel like you're really communicating with your kids and helping them grow into themselves. It's not about like discipline and punishment so much as it's about like teaching your kids as they are growing up. So that's a really fantastic one. I don't know if you followed her before, Dr. Laura Markham. Lara, but no,
1: but I'm, I'm going to go find all of these that you're saying. I already follow uh, a couple of them, but- you know, I killed my Facebook feed during election. <gasps> That's right. You use the specific browser plugin to literally kill it. Yes. Yes. It's called Newsfeed Eradicator. And I literally killed my news-, my news feed so that I could still use groups that I wanted to check in on or post to my own page. Um, but when I logged into Facebook, it, the feed was just blank. Yes. It's just it's gone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For months. So if anybody needs that sort of help, it's actually (laughs) really helpful to make you keep loving the people in your life. Um, But I have actually waded back in a little bit and opened my feed a little bit. And I want to go follow some of these that you're saying, because I think that there's so much good stuff, good, positive learning things
0: out there. (laughs) Yes. When you train your Facebook feed just right, you really can (laughs) remember that there are great things to be found on Facebook. Um, a couple that are inspiring, of course, probably everybody listening follows Humans of New York. Uh, Brandon Staten's page where he takes portraits of people, um, usually in New York City, but sometimes he travels outside of New York City and just gives like a couple of paragraphs of insight, reflection into what other people are experiencing. Gosh, I love that account. And I have followed his work for years. Um, a couple you maybe have not heard of. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. There's one called Penn Center USA. So. Pen Center USA, this is a great follow for people who are kind of nerdy, who like or love the written word, writing, reading. Pen Center USA's mission, they say, is to stimulate and maintain interest in the written word, to foster a vital literary culture, and to defend freedom of expression domestically and internationally. And so what they'll do is just like, they just grab uh, really interesting quotes from authors, uh, sometimes lines from books interesting um, art and put it all together. And it's just really a, like a little boost of literary inspiration in your feed. Another one that I love to follow, another person who inspires me daily on Facebook is Melissa Toller, who we actually have had on Sort of Awesome. She did an extra awesome for us about um, speaking to ourselves with compassion. Well, Melissa is a body image coach. And so on her public page, on her Facebook, um, in her Facebook account, she posts all kinds of fascinating commentary on diet culture in our country and like just all kinds of encouragement to embrace body positivity. And I don't know, I just, every time I see her posting on Facebook, it's something that challenges me and inspires me in that realm. So she is a fantastic follow. I'm
1: definitely going to go find her because I loved that extra awesome that
0: she did. Yes, yeah, she has so much wisdom. And yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. So um, in the realm of celebrities, like you mentioned, sometimes it's fun just to follow celebrities and see what they are up to on Facebook. And Facebook kind of gives um, celebrities a little bit more room to either like post a video or, uh, something beyond just the 140 characters that they get on Twitter. Um, a person who I had not followed prior to last year in the election cycle, but I am following with great passion now is Dan Rather. Oh, he is so good. Who knew? I know it. You know, Dan Rather has been known for decades as a fantastic journalist. As it turns out, he's an amazing writer, too. Yes. And so from Facebook, I, I like I said, he just came onto my radar because of the election. I'm sure he has been sharing thoughts on other things besides politics. But he just writes so poignantly and personally about things that are happening in our country with that just calm and measured voice, even when he's really worked up and passionate about something, he just expresses it. You just read his words and you're like, why, why can we not all talk like this? <laughs>
1: so I know he's, he's so sane. Yes. Like you can be reading any other kind of media outlet, even mainstream media outlets. And it is like at fever pitch. And then you go read what Dan Rather wrote and you're
0: like, okay, okay. Yes. That, the adult is here. Yes. We're fine. Oh my gosh. That's the perfect way to describe it. That's exactly right. You do feel like, okay, the adult is here. The voice of reason has spoken. So he's a great follow. Um, of course, I love to follow some comedians like Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Fallon. Those are great accounts to follow because oh, again, now I haven't stayed up to watch a late night show in ages, like years and years and years. But now I don't have to because I just follow my Facebook and I get the funniest parts of their like skits or interviews from the night before. And it's right there for me on Facebook. So I also love to follow the royal family, especially now that I've watched The Crown and I have such affection and affinity for Queen Elizabeth. So the royal family is a fun account to get those um, very polished, pristine glimpses into the life of the British royal family. Wait, is it their official account their, or is it like... Yes, their official account with their... No, the royal family has a Facebook page. <laughs> they absolutely do. And it's really, it's everything that you would expect. It's charming and beautifully done. And <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Oh, my God, that's hilarious to me to think about the queen opening up Facebook.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then finally, in the celebrity category, I, of course, love to follow Lin-Manuel Miranda. The uh, everything right now guy who, of course, created Hamilton, but is writing music and uh, acting in and doing so many things. But I love he has um, a great just that that feeling of connection with his fans. Um, he shares inspiring things, funny things, behind the scenes things. So he's a great follow. Uh, one last category I'll get through really quickly is just for just funny stuff on, on, uh, Facebook. I love to follow Unvirtuous Abby. They kind of do like fun, somewhat sarcastic, sometimes poignant, uh, commentary on Christian culture. And so they'll take the idea of like, um, uh, they, they kind of mesh together liturgical prayers or thoughts with pop culture. So for example, like at the end of December in 2016, they wrote from their account, the angels watch over Betty White and unicorns with lightsabers protect her. We pray to the Lord. Hashtag 2016. (laughs) So they kind of just like blend it together. They're a great account. And they'll do things like post like funny church signs and um, just have like a funny snarky commentary on Christian culture. They're a great one. I also love to follow the Holderness family. That family is the one who's responsible for, cre- they just kind of create viral videos like Christmas jammies and other little. Oh, I love them. Yeah. They are so fun. They're so fun. The husband and wife, Pen and Kim Holderness, um, they create all kinds of, they'll do like, um, you know, spoof videos and they'll do parodies of popular songs. They're so fun. They do lots of Facebook lives so that, you know, you can just kind of interact with them. Um, their kids are so cute. So they're a great one and a- often have funny things to share from there. The last one, I'm like so embarrassed to admit that I find this person to be hilarious. But it's true. I do. It's complete lowbrow humor. Darren Knight, he's the one who does those Southern Mama videos. Have you seen <laughs> those <laughs> where he pretends to be like a Southern Mama, basically? Yes. He just did one when we were, we in the Southern part of the US were expecting like a snow and ice storm. And um, <laughs> he did one. <laughs> where a, a typical Southern mama freaking out and trying to get to the grocery store and everybody's panicking. I again, it's such lowbrow humor. But it's so real. Like I'm one of those people that I watch those videos. And I'm like, these, these are funny to us in the southern part of the United States, because like, we know people who are exactly like that. So over I think that one has the ice storm one hat got over like 25 million views. So I'm not the only one who gets tickled by those. So that's my list for Facebook. So we've shared our favorites from Twitter. We've shared our favorites from Facebook and that just leaves big old Instagram. So we're gonna get to that in just a minute right after this quick break. Okay, we're back. And today we are talking about favorite follows on social media. Laura helped us to know who to find on Twitter. I went over my favorite finds on Facebook and that leaves us here with Instagram. Now, Laura, you know, we've talked about, especially on the social media episode that we did a few weeks ago, I have conflicted feelings about Instagram sometimes. (laughs) A lot of people do, it seems like. Like a lot of people have the big feelings about Instagram. It's really true. And I just wanted to kind of throw this out there for anybody who does have conflicted feelings um, like I do, because I felt like it really encapsulated a lot of my struggle with Instagram. So a friend of a friend of ours, of a mutual friend of you and I, um, shared some things on her personal Facebook, kind of, you know, like sharing her big feelings about how Instagram can really mess with her self-confidence and her feeling okay with herself. In fact, she even used the term that, you know, a lot of what you find on Instagram is like lifestyle porn. And in the same way that pornography can degrade a person's confidence about um, all kinds of things, then (laughs) that lifestyle porn on Instagram can also make you feel like you are just um, too ugly, or you don't have cool stuff, you don't have cute clothes, you're too fat, you're too ugly, you're too this to be able to enjoy your life. And that there's so much on Instagram that's so pretty, so staged, Looks so polished that it can leave people feeling like their life is too dull to share on Instagram. And I have to tell you, when I read that, I was like, that, that analogy really rang true for me. I understand I have worked in, in the online world long enough to know that a lot of what's on Instagram is totally staged, that there's a whole bunch of clutter and mess going on behind the scenes. But at the same time, even though I know that on a cognitive level, it still messes with my head. Now, Laura, you did not have that reaction to that insight at all. You, you're kind of on the other end of the spectrum.
1: I did not. I The part that stuck with me about um, what this person was saying was that the same way that pornography might make you feel icky after you have witnessed this thing that in origin is supposed to be this beautiful thing and it has twisted it and made it into this thing that is ugly. Um, that's kind of what she was saying. And and I that analogy struck me, even though I do not feel that way about Instagram, but I have been almost kind of eye rolly towards my many girlfriends who have said over the years that Instagram makes them feel that way or that Pinterest makes them feel that way. Like I'm like, "Well, I don't what do you mean?" Like, you know, I really didn't relate. That that description, lifestyle porn, it did kind of strike a nerve. And I think that she even made a reference to like you know when um a a, a a quote-unquote perfect person who posts on Instagram all their perfectness, then they will share a picture of them in like a messy ponytail Uh and no makeup and then talk about and try to be like quote-unquote authentic and talk about how like bad their day was or whatever. Yes. And she was saying like, that does not count. Like that is not – that's still like this perfect thing, right? Um. And that sort of made me laugh because yes I have seen that. But I I didn't agree with her sentiments in that I didn't I don't feel that way. But the way that she expressed it did ma- give me a lot to think about. I guess I don't feel that way because I have always thought of, you know, originally bloggers, then pins on Pinterest, now Instagram, it just never has crossed my mind that any of that was real. Mm, right. Like I think of it even though it's obviously a a human person who's maybe taking a picture in their own kitchen with their own kids, I think of it the same way as when I'm looking at like, you know, Vogue magazine, like that person in their Dior dress is not actually laying in a jungle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah.
1: I mean, they are like literally laying in the jungle for the photo shoot, but like, that's not what they do with their days. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) like I can appreciate that it's showing off the dress in that photo or like it's just a visually artistically stunning image but I don't really think like oh this is how that model is like living out her every Tuesday and so I feel the same when I scroll through Instagram and I really like following the type of people who are kind of often criticized for being too perfect or presenting a perfect life or whatever. Like, I love those accounts. Like, I feel like the opposite. Like, I'm like, I think they're so fun in the same way that I think flipping through Vogue is like pretty things.
0: Yay. Right, right, right. Having got that out of the way, let's talk about the fact, I mean, you and I are both on Instagram. We have been for years. We definitely have people that we follow. I follow over 700 people on Instagram. I know you follow slightly less, Laura. (laughs) But I know we definitely have accounts that we really do genuinely love. So I think you're going to start us out with maybe some like artistically inspired ones. I do. I follow,
1: I don't follow as many people as you do. I follow like roughly 450-ish people. But I have a mix of why I like to follow people. I do like some of these perfect families (laughs) that we've just talked about. (laughs) I just think they're fun to look at. Um... Instagram is also great for, like, the fashion follows, um, although I can get over that really quick. Like, how many times can you see a person, like, standing in high heels in the middle of the street yes. that, starts, that starts to drive me nuts after a while? But I, I do like seeing people's outfits. So I follow some art, artsy people and I follow some funny people. The artistic people that I follow, I really think um, – Inspire in all kinds of different ways. One of my favorite follows that gives me a smile every time I scroll past one of his is Dallas Clayton. Do you follow Dallas Clayton? I don't guess I do. He's an artist. Um, He wrote a children's book a few years ago that was very popular. He's kind of like a street artist. So he will often like paint um, on the sidewalk, you know, like things that will wash away. It's impermanent. He does do permanent murals sometimes. He's also will go to like a a color me mine type of place and paint a bunch of pottery and leave it there and say, whoever go gets there first can claim it. Ugh, he just does these- So cool. Fun, like, he does these great fun, like, artsy things. And confession, one time I went to one of those glazed fireplaces, it wasn't a color me mine, but in my neighborhood because he had left like 10 pieces there and there was a line going down the side.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, that's so cool. What? So
1: I was like, what well, I'm not going to get one. Yeah. But how fun. Anyway, he's Dallas Clayton. He's really fun. Another kind of blog friend that I've followed forever is Neil Kramer. Oh, he's on my list.
0: (laughs) Oh, he is? Yes. I'll I'll explain why later. But yes, I love Neil Kramer. Go ahead.
1: I love Neil Kramer. He is in New York City. He um, photographs people in New York City, like just like on the subway or on the street or sometimes like just... Uh, these little like New York City. He's just a great photographer, but I think he's iPhone only actually. And I just feel like, oh, he's like a normal person photographer. Yes, You know, he's not like one of those like crazy (laughs) photographers. Right, right, right. But I love his images. I feel like his images are really emotion, Mm -hmm. emotional. Um, His handle actually, I don't know how you say his handle, do you? No, I don't. I was going to say Neil Ochka. It's N-E-I-L-O-C-H-K-E. I Um, I don't know how he says that, but he's a really fun follow. Another one is my friend, Sarah. She goes by Ringo's Girl, R-I-N-G-O-S, girl. And I love following Sarah because she always has an art project going, but like an art project for her kids <laughs> or just like for her fun self. Like she painted, hand-painted flower wallpaper all the way up her staircase. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Wow. And she oh, she would do these little time-lapse videos of her hand painting them. She just is really fun and creative in the way that she shows her art projects. She does... Um, window displays for a little shop in her town and, you know, she does, like, the stuff for her kids' school play or whatever. Like, she just is, like, again, kind of like a normal person artsy. She's not, like, trying to sell anything or, you know, like, not not that there's anything wrong with that. But I'm just like, oh, she's just, like, a fellow friend who just happens to be really artistic. She also used to have these two um, ducks that she used to Instagram all the time, but they they passed away. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) moving on (laughs) moving on um this is less artistic but is no less inspiring i really like following hip sobriety oh okay do you follow them Uh, it's a it's a girl holly glenn whitaker i am i am not sober that's not a thing that i struggle with but she encourages sobriety, but just like she says it, in kind of a hip way, it's she always has great quotes and is her commentary seems really, really relevant and is maybe for our generation and younger versus uh, maybe sort of a classic approach to sobriety. It's it's she's always making it fun, but she's making it thoughtful. Um, I just really like kind of her message, and I really like the way that she's spreading it. I follow two flight attendants. Yes. They are great people to follow. So fascinating. They're so fun. One has a really big following. Her name is Taylor Tippett. And um, I think she started like notes from a window seat or something, which I think is a hashtag. I'm not sure. I follow her exact. uh, I mean, I follow her personal account. But she travels a lot. She takes tons of good pictures when she has the day off in some fun city. And she has a really great attitude. She's young. She's very positive. It makes you like e- excited to follow someone who's getting to see the world versus I don't know, annoyed or you know, she's not taking it all too seriously. I think she's a fun follow. And then the other flight attendant I follow is Y Nikella? I don't know how, if I'm saying that right either. W H Y N I K E L L A. Um, she focuses more on capturing like houses and the streets and stuff of the different cities that she travels to. And she's really good at getting like a bright colored door or an interesting looking car. I mean, that might not sound that all appealing, but she's really good at traveling all over the world and and capturing these really pretty kind of day in the life little vignettes that I really like. Yes. Um, I have two more. And they couldn't be any <laughs> different. Okay. One is the artist, Donald Robertson. He goes by Drobertson. I don't know if you know him. He's um, a super great artist. He draws on handbags and he does a lot of high fashion stuff these days. But his his art is very approachable and almost like street art, but really, really good. And he has a family and he has little kids and he posts them too. He's great. Drobertson, D-R-A-W and then... Birdson, and then this one, this last one is kind of funny and kind of surprising. But Nikki Six
0: of Motley Crue—that is funny and very surprising.
1: (laughs) I this is not my typical follow, but Nikki Six is really good on Instagram. Okay, he posts—he's really artistic. He posts great pictures from the road with Motley Crue travels. he also will repost fan pics from the concert. Like he like it'll be a really good photo, but then he credits like whatever fan has tagged him. And I just I actually love that. I think that's a good way to be a rock star. <laughs> you know? Yes. I just really like the way he does his Instagram. He's fun to follow because he's not a perfectly curated rock star life. I don't, you know, I don't follow anyone that's that necessarily. He just seems very real. He seems very appreciative of his fans and his
0: pictures are actually truly beautiful. Love it. Love it. Okay. That is a very surprising one from your list. My first category is kind of window on the world. Just like you were talking about the flight attendants who travel a lot. I just think it's so fun that Instagram offers us these little glimpses into life around the world. So I actually I had Neil Kramer on this list because I love the little glimpses into regular everyday life in New York City that he offers. So, um, some more along those lines, World Vision USA has a fantastic account. They give you glimpses into everyday life for families and children, especially all around the world. So they're just at World Vision USA. Another one, a woman that I met through blogging many years ago, she and I have followed each other for years and years. I absolutely adore her. Her Instagram handle is at seven hoods. And, um, It's stylized kind of funny in that it's at S-E, and then the number seven, E-N underscore hoods. So she's a homeschool mom of eight in Cape Town, South Africa. Wow. Yes. And she is one of those homeschooling moms who loves to get her kids out in nature. They do a lot of nature-based learning. And because she's in South Africa, of course, the seasons are always directly opposite from where we are. And so as we are shivering through winters here, she's posting pictures from the beach and from hikes in the mountains. And when it is winter there, they have lots of beautiful pictures of just kind of being snuggled in their home and um, their learning baskets and what they're working on at home. Um, tons of nature, just a beautiful look at life in South Africa through the eyes of a mom with a big family. And I don't know, I just love her. I've just one of my very, very favorite accounts on Instagram. Along those same lines at Missing Fillmore, F-I-L-L-M-O-R-E is for the Fillmore part of that. Uh, this is another woman that I found through Instagram and have enjoyed her account for years. Her name's Amy Morrell, and she is in Great Britain. She has three kids and two of them are twins. Her daughters are, her twin daughters are Maggie and Primrose. Isn't that so charming and British? <laughs> Yes, very. I love it. And so she also is a very outdoorsy mom. So lots of outdoor shots of family life in Great Britain. And then another one who's just a friend of mine who I love to follow her account because it's so fascinating is Adriel Booker. And she and her husband live in Sydney, Australia. They're Americans and they live in Sydney. They're there as, um, directors or or part of staff for YWAM youth with a mission in Sydney. And they have three little boys. And so just getting an American's perspective on life in Australia is always fascinating. Such a great account to follow. And the last one in this category, um, I was really just looking for a way to mention her because she's one of my very favorite Instagram accounts is Ashley Graham's account. Do you know Ashley Graham? The model? The model, yes. Yes, her. I don't follow her, but I know her, yeah. She has a great account. It's the, at the Ashley Graham. She is a model who is best known for being um, a plus size model. She is so beautiful and just like so fit and seems like she's having a great time no matter what she's doing. I put her in this category because she does as a model, she travels a lot. And so you get kind of behind the scenes shots from um, different shoots that she's on. She is a huge uh, proponent of celebrating real bodies. She's a body activist. She is fantastic. One of my favorites on Instagram for sure. So, all right. Now you and I both follow a lot of accounts that really are just kind of like family accounts, just showing everyday, day in the life family stuff. So who are some of your favorites in the family category?
1: One of my absolute favorite moms on Instagram is Heather Avis. And her account is called Macy Makes My Day. Okay. She has three adopted kids. Two of them um, have Down syndrome. They have a really interesting family story. And she has a book coming out this spring that I really hope everyone reads. But besides that, I absolutely love watching her kids. She just has a great time. They have dance parties. Her kids are so sweet. She dresses them really stylishly and and takes fun pictures. Like, I just think she's a really fun mama to follow on Instagram. I also really like following um, Gabrielle Blair, Design Mom. Yes, definitely. Design Mom, Not, not only does she always have beautiful pictures, which is nice, but she has a really good mix of things. She has a lot of kids Um and she posts stuff about her kids and their family, but she'll also post good design, um, you know, socially conscious things. Like she's a really good mix. I love a person who has a really good mix of things where I feel like you're maybe getting a view of them as a whole person instead of just one slice. Um, and then another... This is also a mom who's in Northern California. I actually picked all California moms. I'm realizing now. That's
0: awesome. Which was
1: totally not purposeful at all. But now I'm realizing like maybe there's a reason I'm drawn to these. Um, <laughs> Jessica Shiba, sh- her handle is Mama's Gone City. A lot of people know her. She has a huge following. It started several years ago with the hashtag Theo and Bo. She takes pictures of her children napping with their big family dog. And the pictures are great. Um, But she's way more than just the napping dog photos. She's another example, like Gabrielle, to me, that really... She shares a mix of things. Her kids are extraordinarily cute, and that's fun, but she will also share parts of herself. That's one of my favorite moms.
0: Okay, on my family accounts that I love to follow uh, at the top of the list is Hilaria Baldwin. She's a New York City mom, a yoga guru, now an author, and she's also Alec Baldwin's wife. I find her to be Fascinating. She is, um, she's very into yoga and all things healthy living. And so she's one that will sometimes do like these have pictures of these elaborate yoga poses that are really amazing. And I also love the fact that every now and again, you get these little glimpses of Alec Baldwin, just like living life as a dad, you know, like a recent one, it's, you know, they had a big snowstorm in New York. And so it's like Alec and Hilaria out in the snow, like schlepping their kids, like, here we are having fun in the snow. and. I just find her to be her and their life as a family to be incredibly fascinating. So I really like her. I have a couple of accounts that really do fit into that thing that I was just talking about where it's like the beautiful, picture-perfect slices of family life. I admit, I do follow these accounts and and really enjoy them. I find them to be very beautiful. One is um, Amelia Marthelia. Have you heard of hers? No, I've never even heard of her. She's one of those that does kind of simple living the beautiful way with um, very pretty, just like really warm colors. Um, definitely stylized pictures, but give you a little glimpse into their family life. It's very, like I said, very warm tones, very inviting, very Huga inspired pictures. She has two children, a son and daughter, and and their darling, and, and it's fun to watch them grow up. A similar account is Danielle uh, Berkleo who it's almost the exact same aesthetic in terms of warm, inviting, um, pretty pictures of home. She has five kids. And so I love to see all of the interaction with um, all of her kids and just such a fun, sweet family account. Um, Another one that I love, a California mom that you and I both know, and someone who's been on the show is Oshita Moore. I love to follow her account because um, she and her husband do urban ministry. And so I think she's one of those. You were talk- kind of talking, Laura, about you really enjoy family accounts where you get to see a variety of the parts of their life. And especially for, you know, the mom of the family that it's not just kid pictures. Um, Oshida as a writer, a podcaster, a pastor's wife, a mom, she really brings slices of life along all of those lines. And I really like that. The last one in the family account really, uh I think I love it because this is a life that I imagined that I could live, but the reality is I would be terrible at it. And that's our friend, Laura, Ashley Baker, and her account is at Heart and Home. Ashley and her husband and three boys live in this darling little cottage in Virginia. They're, they have a little homestead. And Ashley does all of the things that I find to be so dreamy. She runs a little farm by herself because her husband's deployed right now so not only is she mothering and tending to her three boys um but they have like cows that have to be milked and eggs to be gathered they have sheep and all kinds of livestock there at their on their little homestead she spins her own wool she's an amazing knitter I it's it, and I don't feel like Ashley has like a picture perfect account I feel like she does kind of show like the this is the reality of life on a on a little farm but I just every time she posts something I'm just like oh my gosh what a dreamy little life that's also a ton of hard work
1: (laughs) I love 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 Ashley but when I see her life I'm like how in the world do you do that like you milk a cow and then you spin wool what is happening (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, I know she's such a rock star and her account is so beautiful and inspiring to follow. And and I think a good dose of like reality of like, you think you want a homestead? Well, this is what it really looks like. So, okay. Last on our list, we have some that we followed just for fun on Instagram. What were some of the accounts that you found for just for fun?
1: Wait, but hold on. I'm slipping in a category on you. Oh, okay. Just kidding. I really want to share some of my favorite fashion and style follows because it seems weird to do a section about Instagram and not talk about this because actually there's quite a bit of this in my feed. And also <laughs> there is a couple in here that I'm like kind of obsessed with and nobody ever talks about them even though they have huge following. Okay. So there is this guy, this is in my fashion section by the way. <laughs> There is this guy named Kiel James Patrick. Have you heard of him? No, I haven't. I guess he has a fashion line. It's very um, northeastern, so it's not even necessarily my style. It's very preppy and plaid, and it's very northeastern. But I cannot get enough of him of his Instagram. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. His his account is KJP. His wife is Sarah Vickers. I follow her too. <laughs> like, I I don't get this way about very many people on social media, but I'm like fascinated. I cannot figure out how they even do this. Like, I don't know if people, because they're often both in the photo. So obviously they have a photographer. I I can't do justice to this account. You have to go check it out yourself. But it is. it looks like every post is a Ralph Lauren ad, but better.
0: <laughs> Oh wow. Okay, I'm on it. I am like literally looking them up right now. At KJP is what you said? KJP okay. is
1: the guy um and his wife is Sarah. You must follow them both. You won't you you will get like me and be like I don't understand if this is real or not. That's how unreal it is and amazing. Okay. I am so on it. Also in my fashion style, I really like following Sarah James. Oh yes. Yes, yes. Her handle is Whirl, W-H-O-O-R-L. She's in Oklahoma City, where you are. She not only posts very pretty pictures, I just love her style photos and how she does her hair and makeup and outfit. She's just really great sense of that. But also she has a big focus on using organic products um, for her hair and makeup and stuff and really is good at the green beauty section. And um, is I've learned a lot from her. I also really like following Rachel Zoe, the stylist. Rachel Zoe, stylist to the stars, if you will. She used to have a television show on Bravo that was fun. Her account is kind of one of is kind of one of those celebrity accounts that you're just like, I can't even imagine that this is real life, but she's just fun, and she posts a lot of pictures, and it appears to be like actually her pick, her posting them. Oftentimes, instead of like, it's not super professional, like sometimes they're blurry and whatever. Right, right. (laughs) Which which I kind of like, that realness, you know. Um, And then Gracie Mercedes, she's a friend here in LA. Gracie is G-R-A-S-I-E. Then Mercedes, she's kind of a model, TV host. Um, She does some comedy. Like, she's kind of a, a jack of all trades, but she posts a lot, mostly her fashion. And she just has a very LA sense of style. I love her hair. I love her photos. She's real fun. My friend Cassie from Cassie Sugar Plum, we've been friends forever. She is in the Dallas area and she is a lot more everyday type of style, like real relatable style. Of all of these that I've mentioned, she's the one who's most like, oh, like I would probably wear that. Um, and she just looks darling. She also has a little family. And she also does quite a bit of traveling. But her focus is is often the fashion. And I really just like to see what she's wearing. Because again, it looks like something I could maybe make happen. And her
0: handle is Cassie Sugar Plum. Those are so great. I'm so glad that you added those to our list. Um, lots of good inspiration there. So sometimes on Instagram, we follow things that are just for fun. They're not thought-provoking or inspirational. They just make us laugh. So I'm going to quickly go through my list because I, we're we're getting near the end of the show. But there are three accounts that I, I mean, there are a lot I follow on Instagram that are just for fun. But these are the ones that came to mind for me. First is Raging Stitches, which is out of Salt Lake City. And they basically are an account with uh, cross stitches of inappropriate things. <laughs> inappropriate cross stitches are like my favorite thing in the world. I keep telling myself I'm going to learn how to cross stitch just so I can be part of that movement. (laughs) So what
1: I need, I really need to go find that. That sounds so
0: funny. So fun. At Raging Stitches on that one. And then these last two just make me laugh and also make me equally so happy that I'm not not on the dating scene right now because there's so much crazy stuff that happens uh, in in dating these days. The first one is um, Tinder nightmares. Tinder like the app, T-I-N-D-E-R nightmares. The things that people say to one another on Tinder through the messaging through Tinder is equally shocking and fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one then is texts from your ex. And again, the things that people text each other that like we live in the age of the screenshot. I can't believe the things that people text each other, (laughs) but they do. And then it ends up on texts from your ex, which is hilarious and also sometimes horrifying. Side note, did you know that
1: on your phone, it automatically saves all your screenshots? Yes. Yeah. On
0: iPhones, it does now. Yep.
1: And on Pinterest, you can add a board that also automatically will save your screenshots. No. 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 Why
0: would you do that? No.
1: I don't even like that the iPhone does it. I do not want a record of my screenshots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, neither do I.
1: (laughs) Like to me, that's one of those things that if I died suddenly, I need someone remotely to go in and erase that folder and be like, no, no.
0: Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Not my best self in my screenshot album. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Um.
1: Just for fun. Okay, my have- my fun follows. Well, first, before I tell you mine, I do want to tell you, I, a- I asked on my Instagram account for people's favorite follows. As I was prepping for this show, I wanted to go find some new people to follow, And I did. I found a whole ton of new people to follow. But that was just last week. So most of what I've recommended today are people I have followed for a long time. And maybe I'll give an update on this show. (laughs) But I found a lot of new fun people to follow. And a few of those that kept coming up over and over again, fall in the humor category. One is Drake on Cake. (laughs) (laughs) Drake on Cake is amazing and hilarious. Drake on Cake is Joy the Baker's passion project (laughs) (laughs) and it's so good i hope she gets a coffee table book out of this that is how good it is um but i'm new to it and then also a lot of
0: people you have to tell what drake on cake is
1: oh i thought it was (laughs) self-explanatory for most but not all i'm sure it's drake on cake
0: (laughs) So Drake, the musician, lyrics and they, things that he said notably, yeah, literally in icing on the top of a cake. It's amazing. It's genius. I'm like, <laughs> how did someone not think of Drake on cake before? I'm so glad you thought of it.
1: And the cakes are like so pretty. And then they have these kind of like foul things written on them. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. She's really talented. Um, another one that a lot of people recommended is Hot Dudes Reading. Yes, familiar. Just photos of men reading books that are attractive. The men, not the books. And so I don't follow that one, but a lot of people nominated that one. Uh, Two that I do follow are um, also here in Los Angeles. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Mine are so local. (laughs) I did not realize. Okay, but Orlando Soria is actually a – interior designer. He was like a sidekick to Emily Henderson when she had her HGTV show. Right, right. And he is just a really good interior designer. And he posts really nice home design photos. He is very talented. That's not even what's good about this account. What's good is his captions regularly make me laugh out loud. That he is so funny. Like it will be a pa- it will be a photo of a beautiful living room, and that's fine. But then when you read the caption, you're like, oh no, this is hilarious. Like three times. Like it's amazing. Uh, so I really like him. Another one I really laugh out loud at is Kelly Oxford. Yes, she's great. She's great. Also, she's also great on Twitter. Yes. Back to that. But she is funny and very irreverent and can be thought-provoking, super, super whip-smart. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a very LA life, if you will. I I love her humor. I enjoyed her memoir that I read a couple of years ago. Like, she's just really fun. And that's Kelly Oxford. Those are all that's of mine. Great. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of recommends today. <laughs>
0: Um, just so you know, friends, as you're listening, we will put links to all of these accounts Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, in today's show notes. Just as a reminder, you can always find show notes for every episode, including this one at sortaAwesomeshow.com. Laura, I want for people to share their favorite follows with us on social media. Let's remind everybody where we can find you all around the web. You can now go to lara.tremaine.com.
1: That will link out to all my channels, Twitter, where I'm Laura Tremaine, Instagram, where I'm lauratremaine, my Facebook page. You can sign up to get my secret post emails.
0: That's where I'm going to live now, lara.tremaine.com brand new home on the web for you, LauraTremain.com. Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sorta awesome Meg. You can find the show on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. You can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sort Thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffer, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at SortaAwesomeShow.com, where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at PragerMusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life sorta amazingly awesome. Thank you again to PrepDish.com for sponsoring this week's episode. To get all stocked up with all you need to know about this prep ahead meal planning system, go to PrepDish.com slash Sorta Awesome. Go check it out right now. PrepDish.com slash Sorta Awesome will get you started on your two-week free trial so you can find out how awesome planning and prepping ahead can be.